Hello world, we're back, episode 5, episode 5, podcast 5, and I did want to say hello world because the world seemed to be tuning in. Hello to listeners in Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, the rest of the UK, the Netherlands, Germany and elsewhere. Oh, and of course the good old US of A. Hello everyone out there and thank you for joining in and listening and I hope you're having fun and I hope... Uh, this hour or so that you spend with me is helping your life um, be a little perkier on your travels or doing your housework, as I say, because that's where I listen to mine quite often. But hi. Um, yes. So here we are. Number five. And this week is the first of our guest slots. And our first guest slot, let's call it a slot, is Mr. Kieran Parrott, who is an actor who is in his 20s and a gay man and uh, somebody I worked with in Panto over this last Christmas. And he's great fun. Um, and whilst we were working on the panto, he was playing a prince, I was playing the dame, as I think we've discussed, and um, we got on like a house on fire. He's a, he's a great chap, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy uh, listening. But um, yeah, we were kind of talking about the similarities and the differences between us as a 20-something gay man, which he is, and a 40-something gay man, which I am. And uh, there are there, some things are incredibly they never move on and are always going to remain that way and that's good and some things are very different and opinions and tastes and yeah so really it's kind of compare and contrast day with Kieran so really looking forward to hearing him he's also a really good singer um and we might try and squeeze a few bars or something out of him I know this isn't the place but hey let's see what happens he probably won't Anyway, um, which brings me to uh, a little something. He was in uh, Rent, the musical Rent, which has been a big part of my life. Um, I worked at the Shaftesbury Theatre when the original New York cast, Broadway cast, were here um, and had a wonderful time there. We actually, I was only working in a bar there, um, in the foyer bar, but we got to spend lots of time, the cast and the crew and the front of house and actually it became a big group of people and we'd all go to the same pub together so the the, the Broadway stars were it didn't really seem like there was a big gap between well you know there was a big pay gap and they were singing marvellously and we were selling uh, very expensive uh, wine and champagne but um, after work there was a lot of us there was a big social deal and part of that social deal was also uh, a couple of really good friends who came from that world uh, my friend Susan Winter who is now uh, producer extraordinaire and currently in Australia at the Adelaide Festival with a show that she and uh, and some co-producers are taking over there and her life is uh, is becoming very exciting but at this point we were just uh, just just working the bar together and having a good laugh but um, she's since produced things that I've been in uh, with Greenwich Theatre and independently um, and uh, perhaps we'll have her in a talk one day but anyway hello to Susan also uh, another good friend who still remains a friend to this day is a lady called Satcha and Satcha you can find her probably on YouTube I'm not sure but you can definitely google it she was in a show called Bigger Than Britney a reality show and she won Spoiler alert, but it's been a while. Uh, she won this show, Bigger Than Britney. So you can investigate that one. Um, and uh, she's a lovely Australian lady and uh, has two children who are in acting now. And anyway, she's a wonderful person. So you can find her um, all over the place. I can't think of people's Twitters and Instagram handles offhand. But anyway, I I I'll, I'll put them in a link if needs be. 
Anyway, so uh, so those are my years at Rent, and say Kieran was in Rent, and uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. He was playing Roger, um, and uh, and obviously I spent time with some of the original chaps. Um, so we'll have a chat about that. But really, it's a compare and contrast between our lives, and that's what we're about. And I have lots of other people I want to say hello and thank you to in the coming weeks. Um, I, I'm not missing you out, but uh, bear with me. And uh, there's plenty of more stories to come. And I will be doing podcasts back on my own again because there's still chunks of my life that I want to add in. But this this episode is just, it's just interview-tastic. So let's jump in and say hello to Mr. Kieran Parrott. And we're in. Hello, Kieran. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> We're just saying this is a little bit strange, and I'm looking at the microphone like it's a third person. <laughs> I know, it's very real. Um, but, you know, let's pretend it's a third person. Let's treat it as a third person. Okay, okay. Um, so, Kieran Parrott, tell us, first of all, what you've been doing with the last year of your <laughs> life. Um, tell us all about it. Big question, big question. No, no, no. Um, just trying to get through... As an actor, that kind of thing. Just trying to find a base mm-hmm. of where to kind of move on from here. Like, so the last acting thing I did was Panto with you. Yes, and how was Panto for you? Let's hear, let's hear about <laughs> that. So your experience is your first Panto. Yeah, yeah, it was my first Panto. Yes. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was a lot better than I expected because I'd seen a lot of Pantos when I was a kid. We went all the time. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I realised some of them can be quite terrible. <laughs> Yeah. And so a lot of them, especially nowadays, can be very celebrity driven and very. Oh, yes. False. It's a very. can come across as a very false type of acting. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of, I liked how we went with the panel that we did. It was. I, I did get to practice all the stuff I learned as an actor. Yeah. And put it into practice, yeah. which was nice. And it was a great team. I enjoyed working with you guys. Correct answer. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, no, and as for my first panto, it was a really nice stepping stone. It really gave me a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. like a lot, actually. I think working with a lot of actors that I looked up to and I thought everyone did a good job, Yeah, um, it was nice because it made me think, right, okay, I can see there. And because you're all a bit older than me as well, it made me... <laughs> <All right>. Easy. <laughs> no, but I mean, it yeah. was the first time I've been the youngest person in a cast yeah. and it was nice to see... No, like no, to see where I could go, where, yeah. where, like, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, were there any any moments that stick out to you as as the, as the most fun bits that you had, apart from in the pub? <laughs> apart from the pub, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think as a whole, I was a bit like starry eyed for the whole thing. Which is nice. I wish I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think probably, and this is probably not one of the best answers to say but for me it was probably the first time I put my costume on properly because I, re- uh, I was really happy with my costume mm-hmm. and I just I loved it because there's been so many times where I've, I've worked with companies or done a show and they've been like oh it doesn't fit quite, quite well but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll make do I think the biggest thing is always my shoes I've got very small feet <laughs> size 6 uh, <laughs> yeah dinky feet dinky feet dinky feet um, but so they always I always they struggle to find you had, you had quite special boots didn't you the boots were quite a they, they were quite a quite a quite piece a, <laughs> not kinky boots exactly <laughs> no, <right>? no, close <laughs> close no but they were but they were not and they fit I remember putting them on and being like these fit yeah. this is amazing <laughs> okay so costume mode costume That's costume also, was it's, a it's stuff like that that really is yeah important it, to yeah. a thesp 
Definitely, definitely. Um, and talking of fake situations, we're, we're, we were saying how weird this is, but we are both keeping <laughs> just keeping looking at, at this microphone. The microphone. <laughs> but it's the best way to play it. Anyway, moving on. So, Kieran, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you live. Uh, I live in Walthamstow in yes. East London. Uh, how long have you lived in Walthamstow? Well, I was born there. I grew up there. Um, <laughs> there's the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I was born there. Um, I was away for four years up in Liverpool uh, mm-hmm. at drama school. But yeah. apart from that, Walthamstow, I'm back there now living at home. <laughs> and, and is Walthamstow your heart? Is that always going to be home? I think so. Yeah. 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 I think as I've got older, I've kind of, it is where my home is. And because we haven't ever moved from there, that's it's always just been the same house that's just been... Oh, you've always... Yeah, yeah, same house, wow. same street. So amazing. it's all my life has been there, that road. I know the whole area, like the back of my hand now, yeah. as you would do. Um, I don't know. I think maybe if when I got a bit older, I'd think about... I don't know if I'd want to live there myself. Okay. I think, for me, it's my hometown. Yeah. As as a child, yeah. not as as an adult, I think I'd want to go. You wouldn't somewhere necessarily else. choose that as a place. No, to go to. no, no. But because it's familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very every time I go back there, it's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, even though that I've been home now for what, three years, mm. it still is some different streets I go up and I'm like oh I remember that time when I crashed my bike down there or did this down there or whatever. <laughs> crashed my bike. Wow. <laughs> Tricycle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, well, I mean, I just have to, just slight tangent here, but mm. of course, I think I, we have discussed before that I did live there myself for a while uh, with Keith, and yeah. uh, there was, I don't know if you remember, there was a gay bar in Walthamstow. I heard about it. I remember hearing mm, about it through the grapevine. About <laughs> yeah. it a little bit, but yeah, it was called the... Oh, Oh my goodness, I should be able to remember the name off the top of my head, but it was in an industrial estate. Yeah. I can't remember the name, but it used to play Steps, a lot of Steps. <laughs> of course. That was of the course. theme, even <laughs> then, even though Steps had disbanded. But yes, Walthamstow, yeah. Gay Pub, we'll remember it later. Anyway, <laughs> first mention of gay things, because we're both gay, in case you didn't realise. No way. <laughs> Surprising. So, what year were you born, Kieran? 1991. My God! <laughs> in one of my podcasts previously, I was referring to things being out on the scene in about that time. I was yeah. in a gay play called What's Wrong With Angry, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway, well done. <laughs> For making it. For making it. Goodness me. Um, so, and uh, you don't have to give a shout out to school. What school did you go to? In uh, I went to Holy Family Technology College. Holy Family Technology. It was a Catholic school. But technology was in there somehow. Yeah, you? it was like each of the colleges... Had, well, it <laughs> meant that we had to take technology, one of the technologies at GCSE, because oh, it was right, a technology okay. college. So okay, so it was I did, a requirement. I did graphic design, I think it did. Just because it was... Just because it was drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it was like each kind of college around the area had a, a subject which was there thing and that was technology okay so they got a lot of money towards the technology side of stuff and i think i may be completely no, 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 making no, this up right. but that's what like, i believe i think let's go with that um, <laughs> so it was a catholic school yeah yeah it was wow yeah was it fairly strict um do you uh, as, as teachers do you yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it, um it's difficult because I was always a good student, so I never really got in trouble, so I never really experienced 
the 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 telling off sides, the strict uh-huh. side. Um, my brothers See, would probably know more. Okay. <laughs> um, not that we need to give you brothers <laughs> no, away. No, no, not yeah. at all, not at all. Um, uh-huh. No, I think it did. I think certain teachers were more strict than others. Uh-huh. And they were the ones you know to be scared of and the ones you didn't. Okay. Um, but I always got on quite well with all the teachers. So you were a good pupil. I Yeah, I was. I was. I... Yeah. I got in with yeah, <laughs> no good. I um I got in with the nerds, so to speak. Like See, that's interesting because yeah, to listeners who've been with me since podcast one will will vouch for is that uh, I did talk a bit about being at school and being expelled from school, mm. um and uh, and the, the the way I survived was taking me and the nerds into the popular group. By being, being bad boys, <laughs> but I was a bad boy, um, and actually, so playing truant was was because I hated school and I was bullied. But yeah. also, the way I survived some of the bullies was to kind of uh, to to be slightly uh, gothy mm. and neuromanticy, yeah, and 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 take the rebels, take the other geeks with me into rebel land, and so the geeks and the rebels kind of got together but it's interesting that your your schooling the geeks were just doing the good work and yeah. not mixing with the bad yeah. the baddies the baddies yes, <laughs> no I get what you mean we were kind of just left to do our own thing mm. and I think because we all kind of knew that we were not the popular kids yeah we kind of just were like okay let, we've got no ground to stand on so let's not get in a fight with any of the cool kids kind of thing we were just we'll just stick to ourselves and it was nice because I still speak to most of them. We actually made meaningful friendships, whereas wow. uh, relationships. Whereas I know a lot of the kids that were all in the cool group and stuff mm. like that. A lot of them don't speak to each other anymore because yeah, it was yeah. more just for image than it was actually making friends kind sure. of thing. So which, that kind of brings me to the next question, which is the first sort of. Uh, <laughs> we get to use the word gay again, but it's the first <laughs> gay question. So yeah. actually being at school. Yeah. Let's go first to the to the. When you realised, when you kind of had the point where you went, okay, that's me. I think, yeah. I'm that person. Yeah. What, what, what happened? Was there a moment that where you kind of, it triggered for you, where you said, no, nah, I definitely am. Mm. Was, there, was there an occasion or was it a kind of a slower progression of things kind of occurring? And what, how, what happened? What happened? <laughs> where did it all begin? Where did it begin? Um, I think... For me, when I was when I was younger, it was kind of I was like I said before, I wasn't one of the cool kids. I wasn't one of the more outgoing kids. I think I always was a little bit different, and I think people picked up on that. Mm. And I think then for a lot of the kids that knew what gay meant or had heard it around or whatever, that kind of got thrown at me straight away, mm. kind of thing. Um, I think for me, I didn't ever realize properly until. When I, when I, from what I can remember when I was a kid was that you had a boy you fancied and you had a girl you fancied. That was the norm. The norm was uh, that, yeah, okay. you had one of each and everyone had that. I just assumed everyone had that. Uh, um, and the girl who I fancied yeah. was just the girl that everyone fancied. Right. I was just she like, was oh yeah, yeah, it'll be her. I nearly said her name. Well, like, <laughs> she's now yeah, listening yeah, to this. Just, 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 just in case, you yeah, know, it's yeah. a small work. <laughs> um, but yeah, just everyone fancied her, so I was like, "Oh, well, well, I, I must fancy her as well then." Yeah. Um, and then the guy was the a, a guy that 
it was difficult because at that young I probably didn't really fancy him I probably just was like oh he seems cool I like him uh-huh. kind of thing it was more probably that so kind of more uh, admiration and yeah yeah crush yeah kind of yeah than love yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah um because I didn't really care either way whether he spoke to me or not. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was just, oh, okay, well, if I have to fancy a boy, it'll be him kind of uh, thing. Okay, okay. Um, and I just assumed that was the norm. Um, I don't know if part of that is because it was so relaxed around the house. My, my parents and stuff have all been so relaxed about it that it yeah. didn't matter. So for me, it wasn't a taboo, whereas yeah. in other houses it may have been kind yeah. of thing. Um, but then I don't think I knew for definite until it was probably about when I was in year seven can't remember how old you are when you're in year seven. Oh, I um, don't know those years. I mean, uh, about, so what have you been in your... I'd go early teens. Yeah, yeah, early, yeah, mid, mid-teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I had a best friend, as as people in the gay seem to do, they have this yeah. best friend. Yeah, um, I've been talking about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, he was great. I, I really liked it we got on really really well and then I remember he got girlfriend and I got horrendously jealous <laughs> and I was really upset and really annoyed and I went around telling everyone it was oh it's because I fancy her it's because I fancy her as well uh, and like obviously he's my friend so I'm well not gonna done. but no but I I thought that was the reason as well oh, so what, okay. yeah, yeah so it wasn't so a cover no it was, it was a I thought that was the reason and then, then he ended up breaking up for her and was like well look, if you want to give it a go you can I was like actually now I'm alright now and I was like ding ah I don't fancy her ah, fancy him <laughs> light bulb yeah moment. literally literally um, oh my goodness and then was in love with him for a good four years wow four years until I told him what? oh did you oh I told him I, I bit how did it. that go um, because I'd watched so much telly yeah. and because I'd watched I was watching Hollyoaks at the time <laughs> and there was this oh. gay story in that that I was quite obsessed with. John Paul. John Paul and Craig. Who I have met and and and, and uh, we'll talk about that yeah. off microphone later. <laughs> yeah. Nice guy. Anyway, yeah. yes, that story. Um, so I'd watched that storyline. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm going through. So then decided to tell him at our year 11 prom. Oh, oh my god it's like a teen film it is oh wow amazing because I thought it would you know oh god this is what's meant to happen this and is what be a last dance yeah exactly but no no it wasn't it, I, I told him um, he was brilliant about it he's and he still is my best friend I'm actually seeing him later on today okay, um, so yeah he's, he's um, yeah and he's still a really oh, so good so it's all good yeah oh god no completely completely yeah, I'm yeah. very lucky um, and he was like well look I'm sorry I'm not, not no sorry kind of thing and I was like okay it's fine and then it was so awkward because we had to then get a ride back with his mum that night and we weren't talking oh. and like it was horrendous but then it all worked out fine and we now get on well we're now still still best, still best friends yeah it's it's great so that's good that it didn't just end tragically you never spoke again no <laughs> no which wow. it could have which do you know what I mean really yeah some people could be really awkward yeah exactly exactly but wow. no, so that back to the question of waffle. But yeah, that's, no, 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 that's, that's what that's where I think I really knew when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that I kind of knew and then just didn't speak about at school. Mm-hmm. I kind of assumed everyone knew. Okay. Um, because when there were when I did get in an argument with someone or one of the cool kids, they would turn around and be like, "Oh, you're such a gay boy or a gay lord or whatever the mm. words were back then." And for me, I'm, I just let it go over my head. 
yeah I kind of just let it go I never really tried to bite to it because I was like well maybe I am <laughs> kind of thing yeah so, you're, not, you're not wrong yeah at the moment yeah so, so did you just because it was within a similar kind of time were you aware of Chris Moyles and that whole Chris Moyles on Radio I think he was on Radio 1 then do you remember him no <laughs> the reason I say that because about probably about the time you were talking about yeah kind of, early to midnight well you would actually you would have been well actually you probably still been too young yeah actually yeah. but when you would have been about oh, it's probably, probably about six actually so you wouldn't have been aware my goodness there we go dating myself again <laughs> but in the mid early early to mid 90s so probably about 95 96 around that kind of point this DJ Radio 1 DJ called Chris Moyles uh, flippantly use the word term gay something's really gay yeah yeah and people started around that time people were using it and it clearly was still happening oh it yeah sounds like it was oh happening. very much so, very much so, so. It, it, was, it was a derogatory term so yeah. it wasn't necessarily talking about you as your sexuality but it was just like something something a bit crap a bit, yeah yeah and using it that way yeah because you're of that oh 100 percent. that was thrown about all over the place yeah. I, to be honest with you i think i may have done, done it, done it. yeah i mm-hmm. completely did um it just became kind of a, a the word that mm-hmm. you said, and I kind of, it, I never really put two and two together. I don't think when I was younger, or if I did, I didn't care, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I processed that that this word "gay" was being thrown about, and then I also knew what it actually meant, and I thought, well, maybe I am gay, but didn't put the two to, yeah, yeah. I kind of just let it go, kind of thing. I think, yeah. It didn't yeah. have the same resonance in in a in someone being using it derogatory, yeah. uh, shouting at you, uh, accusing you of something sexually, yeah, to someone just referring yeah. to a TV show that's yeah. a bit gay, exactly, yeah, yeah, because it's boring, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I get. And gays are boring. Said <laughs> yeah. they're not because here we are talking to a microphone, exactly, on a, a grey afternoon in London. <laughs> Hello, world. By the way, hope you're still listening. <laughs> Um, so yes so there we go I do have some questions it's the first time I've actually got lots of paper in front of me I'm (laughs) shuffling paper yeah let's see questions questions. sound important sound important (laughs) so um, friends and family what does that mean ah yes (laughs) parents and family so yeah you were saying actually that your parents were totally cool yeah I've I was I've been really lucky my whole family has been absolutely fine with it I haven't had any major run-ins with my sexuality or anything like that with them my um when i was younger i was very into barbies and yes. uh g- girls typical girls toys mm-hmm. um however however because that's my mum was like well, that's how we kind of could tell yeah but i will fight this point to my death yeah. that i used to love to get the barbies and stuff so that when i did car crashes with my action men there would be women that died as well. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> so it, like, it wasn't just so I could have my own Barbie doll. It was so because... Equal I was, sex Well, death. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because right. we had like this big... Because Barbie got this big massive van. Action Man didn't get a van. So I was like, right, well, I want the Barbie van so I can put Action Man and Barbie and some other people and then we can recreate a horror movie. <laughs> so you were creating car crashes. Well, it, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Okay, I probably got one Barbie too many to use that as my justification. Hundreds of Barbies dying. (laughs) 
so did so action you see so you had action men as well yeah yeah this, yeah this has been part of my my story is action men I had a bionic man which won't mean a lot to you but it was like an action yeah. man yeah and a bionic man and they used to sit and talk to each other about clothes and they swap clothes <laughs> which was very telling um, I did actually oh you know what you've just made me realise I somehow from somewhere inherited a Cindy doll no way I actually, my God, if you say there you go, remind me of that. I had a Cindy doll. She didn't come out a lot, but she did come out for moments of glamour. There you go. God, I've... There she is. So I did... There. Not that you have to have a doll just because you're gay. No, not at all. Not just, at all. this is our experience. This is what we experience. Because sometimes so, you're just using them to kill, you know. <laughs> to, to, to murder them. And action man might save them. Um... Um, yeah. But yeah, so my, that was kind of Christmases and stuff. I would be opening girls' presents. Mm. But my mum, and now that I'm older and I spoke to her about it, she said that she deliberately wanted to do that mm. because she kind of got an inkling and was like, well, just in case you are, mm. I don't want to be like, oh, no, you can't have that or you can't have this kind of thing because I want you to grow up and be able to be comfortable kind of thing. Mm. So my mum my mum asked me if I was gay when I was 13. Wow. Um, because <laughs> she had found stuff on the computer. Okay. okay. Yeah, we all, <laughs> um, we all get you. And she was like, well, it's not dad. And the others are, are quite a bit younger. <laughs> so, and... You're the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she just asked, she took me to Morrison's. We went for food. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I remember the day. I remember the day so clearly because she was like, we're all at ha- home. And she was like, right, are we going to go out for food? And I was like... Why's dad not coming? She was like, no, 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 dad's going to stay here. What, are we going to bring him food back? Are we going to do this? I got in the car. I have no idea. I was like, why are we going on our own? Where are we going? What's this? What's that? Got there. She sat me down. And she was like, right, I need to tell you something. I was like, oh God, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I knew in the back of my yeah, head, yeah, I yeah. knew. I knew what it was. Um, and then she just asked. And then I was like, yes. I was like, I'm not. Yeah, wow. I think I am. At 13. At 13. You came out to your mum in Morrison's. In Morrison's. <laughs> That's just brilliant. I love that. Classy. Classy. Um, and then okay. we both cried and she... Oh, so you did have a bit of a... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said... Because I, I said, why are you crying? Mm. Like, am, am, am I wrong? Have I done something wrong? Mm. Like, and she was like, no, I'm just upset because I know the trouble that you're going to go through. Right, right. And she said, that's why I wanted to ask you now. Because she said, I spoke to my nan. She spoke to my dad. And they, mm-hmm. and they, some of my dad had said, why don't you just leave it and let him come mm-hmm, out? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, but I know he's now coming up to, he's entering his teenage years. He's going to have no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. I want him to have someone he can talk to about stuff. Yeah. And I will always say this to my mum. I'm 100% grateful for that. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when I had my first heartbreak... I was able to go to my mum. Absolutely. When I had my first crush, I was able to go to my mum. Do you know what I mean? Like it was. I'm. I'm very, very lucky in that sense. So there's no. Yeah, there was no holding anything back, and you no, could just be, not at all. It's very healthy. Not at all. And even with very my nan, healthy. even with my nan, who's then she's Catholic and mm-hmm. she's of another generation. She's absolutely fine with it. Like that's, it's it's brilliant to have that support because I mean I know that's something that I'm sure there may be some people who listen to this and mm. actually don't necessarily have that. No, no, not at all. Um, and it's uh, it's good to hear that there are families that are supportive. And, yeah, you know, my family was uh, were, were in the end as well. Not that, that, but I came out a lot later than you did. So yeah, well, to my parents, I was I was twenties, so it's quite a big difference. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had to write a letter. <laughs> That's another podcast. Definitely. <laughs> that letter. Um, yeah, but oh, it's okay. That this, and obviously, I've known Kieran for a few months now. 
but I also am aware of the fact that you have a brother who yes. is also gay. Yeah, I do. And and how did that play out? So he's younger than you. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit younger than me. Yeah. He um Yeah, it was when I was in Mallorca, he um he he came out a lot older. Mm. He was eighteen, I think. Okay. Um Yeah, he just I, I not that you have to share all no 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 I know no I'm just trying I'm just intrigued to um, when we were I I kind of suspected mm-hmm. just because we grew up kind of similar because there's a brother in between us and he's the complete opposite <laughs> he, of the two of you yeah yeah okay. and he won't mind me saying he's he's very Neanderthal carpenter yeah big yeah, burly yeah, yeah. man <laughs> and yeah. so he was we were complete opposites and then my next brother down kind of followed with me he was we kind of played with the same toys and stuff mm-hmm. like that and we were very similar in my mum's always said it the way we grew up mm-hmm. we were quite similar um, yeah and it, it just at one time I think he got his first relationship um, and right. then I think he found that was time to tell them so did he find it do you think it made him it made his life easier having you to to come and talk to or did yeah, you come and talk yeah. to him about stuff um, well, at the time I wasn't in the country I was in Mallorca so all this happened when I was away, uh, but as soon as we got home, it's given us a very different relationship now. Because mm. this was only about a year ago, um, right? And it's given us a very different relationship now. That we we understand each other a lot more, and it's nice. It's brought you closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brought us closer, which then means we know how to get each other a lot more because uh, we now uh, know more about each other. But I putting all that aside, yeah. I look at it, and it has made me become a lot closer to him yeah. and it's nice because I said to him when I speak to my mum about it, I just said I want to be able to be the person there for him that I didn't have so much yeah. as I had my mum and I had my dad and I had like I said before all my family supportive I didn't have anyone else my age mm. who was go had been through or was going through the same thing kind of thing it's quite different to have that yeah and and I suppose he'd watched from when I watched from afar but he'd seen how things had progressed for you and how things mm. played out with your parents and your and the rest of your family and mm. that it was yeah without realizing it you were giving him a good grounding to come out yeah so yeah no definitely definitely and do you find that you do <laughs> when i say do gay things together do you <laughs> do socially do you do you have the same tastes in life i mean uh, to, to a degree i think um he <laughs> ironically he got me into RuPaul. Ah, there's <laughs> so the name. There, there's the name. There's the name. It had to. It always got every, every podcast it appears. Yes, <laughs> but again, only over the last year, um, and that's my 19 year old brother got me into it at yes. 25. Do you know what I mean when it's been around for how long? Yes. Yes. So um, yeah, in, in that element of stuff, like we go out clubbing together and stuff like yeah. that, which is great. Um, we are very different as well because he's grown up in a different world than I yeah. have. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah. Even um, in that, yeah, even that small space of time, how different world your coming yeah. out time and his coming out. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, no, we've, we do share a lot more in common now. Mm. That we know all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that, well, we'll come back to RuPaul. Yeah. I, I think there may be uh, <laughs> other reasons to talk about that. And uh, that's a podcast, by the way, to listen to. <laughs> that's a podcast. I always, I haven't done my recommendation. And this week's recommendation, I'm going to come in because this is the bit I do officially. This week's recommendation, there we go, is 
is uh, is the RuPaul podcast, mm. um, and it's RuPaul and Michelle Visage. And I think you probably sat and listened. I yeah, yeah, you were you all playing in the dressing room. In the dressing room, <laughs> it was to ground myself in times <laughs> of stress. RuPaul is always there. But anyway, we'll come back to that. Anyway, listen to that, and it's on iTunes. And subscribe. And anyway, <laughs> I'm selling other people's, and I keep doing. That's what I should do. Um, so talking about your brother. Um, mm. Yeah, did you ever have any worries? Was there anything when you kind of went, right, okay, so I'm gay. Was there anything that you personally ever kind of went, so that means I'm not going to be able to do this? Or did you see any barriers with that? Or just was it so healthy your it's background? In, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think I kind of had a bit of a, a reverse thing. Whereas because it was so e- so ni- nice and easy for me and mm. well, it wasn't easy because you still have the issues with coming out to other people and stuff mm. but because my mum asked me and they were all so happy about it and so okay about it and I was quite young I think 13 is quite young oh, yeah. I never really had the chance to I, w- I was kind of given that title mm. I was kind of then and I gave myself I'm gay mm-hmm. whereas I don't really know if I got to discover it myself okay because I never really experimented, never went through that kind yeah. of stage. Um, and I think I've only realised it as I've got older, where when I was at drama school, there were points where I did question my sexuality mm-hmm. in the reverse way. Do you know what I mean? Wow. That's, 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 I mean, that's, it's fascinating to, to have had the reverse to exactly mm. the reverse. Because when I was at drama school... As I've said before, it was all about me trying to find my place in, first of all, in being an actor and how do I be an actor in the world and what do I do? But yeah. how do I be, how do I be a gay man? And, and, and so I was, it was complete opposite of you. are like, yeah. maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm something else. Yeah, maybe exactly. Because everyone is gay and maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm the one who's different. <laughs> Sorry, I've got something to tell you. I'm Mom, straight. going back to Morrison's. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. No. Exactly. And uh, there was. I actually think about it now. There was a point, and it was just after I'd come out to my mum at thirteen, and I had a girlfriend for a weekend. Amazing. And I told my mum about her. I, we, ne- we didn't do anything over the weekend. Yeah, 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 she dumped yeah. me on Monday because we didn't speak. <laughs> but the point was, you were too busy watching films together. <laughs> Probably. Oh, but look, this is cute. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah there were, and I said to my mum, I was like, right, I've got this girlfriend, and my mum was a bit like, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, which for her, it must have been like, what? Oh, kind not of thing. another <laughs> Exactly. But, um, but no, there was, that's, that's just kind of been the thing. And as I've grown up, I've realised it a bit more because, I don't know, I never really had to come out to anyone. Mm-hmm. The first person, I, except when I told my friend I loved him. <laughs> oh, yes. That one. Yes. Um, there's only been one other person that I've come out to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a friend that I was doing a job with. And this was about two years ago. Oh, right. That was the first time I've probably had to come out to someone. Because people either assumed, or like, for example, when I started drama school, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So they met him. Right. Then they, then they knew I was gay. I didn't have to come out to them kind of thing. Yeah, with a guy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then people would tell other people kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so what made this one situation where you, quite recently, two years... Mm 
that you had to come out? Why did you... What happened to make you have to come out? I got got myself in a very bad situation. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not a very bad situation. I'm exaggerating. Yeah. But um, we were doing a job together, uh, working out in Mallorca. Yeah. Um, and we had uh, like a month a rehearsal period. And We should just quickly, before you go into the story, just explain very briefly, because we keep talking about you being in Mallorca. Could you explain yes. what you were doing? Um, I was... Uh, one of my last jobs was... <laughs> <laughs> it was a very missold job. Yes. I was uh, told we'd be in a production company touring around Spain or Mallorca or wherever. Mm. Um, turned out we were stationed in a hotel, did two shows a week and did a load of daytime activities. Oh, yes. Um, it was very missold and they kept money back and wouldn't let you... Well, you could leave, but you wouldn't get your money back. So kind of stuck it out for the seven months, made the most of it. Um, and I did enjoy it. I did get stuff out of it mm-hmm. in the end. But, you were in the sunshine. Yeah, I was basically a holiday rep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Had the uniform and everything. <laughs> and we would, at this point, if we were really unprofessional, mention the company name nope. and name <laughs> shame, but we're not going to do that. Anyway, jumping back <laughs> to in Mallorca and this, this moment when you had to come out. Yeah, um, but this was before we'd gone out to Mallorca. Right. Um, sorry, he was going out to Costa del Sol. So okay. we were going out to different places. Okay. But we'd start rehearsals and we hit it off really quickly. Like we really, really got on with each other and it was it was great. Like we had kind of had this little bromance thing and everyone right. was like, Oh, Kieran and Matt, they're together. Yeah, yeah. Um and he just assumed I wasn't he just assumed I was straight. Okay. And then it got it Because he was you were he was what how well, I, I don't know I, I don't know, it kind of just He would talk about girls to me and right. like but, and I'd respond, but I wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, but by the way, I'm gay. Because well, it's one of the things, how do you bring it? That's what I struggle with, is how do I bring it up? Because there was another friend doing it with me who I'd known from Lipper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said to me, he was like, what? Lipper oh, is? Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts. That's yeah. <laughs> where I went to drama school. It comes up, but yeah. Um, and he was saying to me, why don't you just tell him? Like, I know you're gay. Mm-hmm. Just, just tell him. And I was like, but it's now gone on so long and he's now assuming I'm straight and I'm like and then it goes but we get on really well what if I tell him and now he's like uh, uh, kind of thing because I don't want him to then think we're getting on well because I fancy him because I didn't at all it was none of that at all but and this went on for the whole month and then I was like I need to tell if he's a good friend I need to tell him and he stayed at my house for half the month like the whole time and I had to tell my mum and dad I was like right guys he doesn't know I'm gay so just (laughs) I will tell him at some point so but no on the last day I got drunk and told him and he was absolutely fine with it and it was and he was like hello what job will we do well exactly exactly it's not a rarity yeah Ah. Um, I still speak to him now and we get on great and it's but that was and I said that too I was like that was the first time I've ever had to come out to someone but that's interesting that you took that moment for you to have a coming out experience and it was scary it was horrible because I remember yeah. sat there and I was like I was sweating I was yeah. like how do I yeah. tell him he's just sat there having a kebab and I was like yeah. I need to tell him I need to tell him I need to tell him I was like wow I never really experienced this mm-hmm. but then saying all this I, I do feel guilty sometimes because I look back at it and I think I'm complaining that I had it easy <laughs> do you know no, what I mean uh, well no 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 it, it's, 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 it's brilliant I think it's good and let's hope that lots of people and more people in the world it's, it is becoming easier mm. um, but interesting that it then because of you had this comfort zone of home and everyone being fine and yeah a gay brother and everything's great in that world but actually then going into the real world of work you have your first moment in the, in a workplace in a in, in a performance workplace yeah really and that was the moment that that it made you think yeah yeah 
not saying that everybody should have a moment where they have to think or come out and no 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 but it's just interesting yeah no it is it is interesting um yeah which now so liverpool Lipper. Lipper. Let's just talk about that. So, uh, so first of all, you were there. At yes. School. Yes. You, there, I you lived there for four years. Four I did years. a one-year foundation course, uh, yeah. and then got onto the degree course. And you enjoyed drama school. Oh, it was brilliant! It was brilliant. It was the perfect place for me to go. Yeah. Um, and it helped me become the man I am today. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but it did. It did. And I think for me, the biggest thing it did is it put me in an environment where I didn't have to worry about my sexuality because it's so accepted. Mm -hmm. Like, half the teachers were, half the students were. Well, actually, there weren't that many in my class, actually, (laughs) (laughs) which we were all a bit surprised about. Um, But, no, it was nice because I felt like I was able to relax. And I think going away to university makes you grow up. You're, You're forced to grow up because you have to look after yourself no absolutely you haven't got mummy to to, <laughs> yeah. to do to do the ironing yeah if you iron your clothes <laughs> I still iron shirts anyway um, yes uh, just jumping back because I mm. want to just touch on so theatrically mm. theatrically yeah before Lipper you'd been in youth theatre in uh, London yeah, yeah it was more kind of like my local dance school right um, okay. Uh, so you, your background had been a lot of dance. No, no, no. And when I was young, the youngest I was, uh, I'm going to say I did my first like drama club kind of thing when I was about nine, ten. Okay. Um, and that was just drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I joined another drama group that we'd found. My mum had found out about because that was my thing. Whereas my brother yeah. had scouts and all of that. I was sure. drama. Um, and so my mum went and looked someone I tried out a load of different ones um, and then found one that I loved stuck to it mm-hmm. and it was the drama class in my then to become dance school okay and then okay. when I was uh, with them and then when I said that I kind of started wanting to go look into drama school they were like right we well, need to be able to move and sing to a degree mm-hmm. if you kind of want to broaden your horizons so I then joined in their dance and sing classes as well Kieran's um, a very good singer and available <laughs> for bar mitzvahs weddings <laughs> And civil partnerships. Uh, but yes, and... Uh, just them. Just them. <laughs> just them. Um, and no musicals. But anyways, it has a, has a wonderful voice. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. You're very welcome. Um, and uh, and we'll talk about Rent at some point. Ooh. That's what we need to do, yes. talk about Rent. Because yes. I did mention about our, that, that Rent has rent. been a part of yeah, yeah, all yeah. Of our lives. So anyway, let's go back yeah. to Lippa and Liverpool. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it was brilliant. (laughs) You had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It sounds really stupid, but I found myself there. Yeah. Do you know know what I mean? Yeah. I did some stupid things. I did some amazing things, Mm -hmm. but as a whole, I felt like it. it, I grew up. So you have quite a a good relationship with Liverpool as a city as well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I just found that it was London, but condensed. Right. So it cut out all the problems with the tube. All the problems with getting home at night, you could go Everyone's out. Miserable Londoners? No, everyone's friendly. Yes, everyone's so friendly out there saying. in Liverpool, yeah. You don't have the pushers on the no, Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. People talk to each other. Yeah. Okay, sometimes it may not be for the right reason, but, <laughs> but they talk but to each other. At least you. they're talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. The North is a lot more friendlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come on, London, let's be better. <laughs> Smile. Um, so yeah so that actually does bring me to yeah so gay Liverpool did you get to experience to go out on the scene there yeah I did uh, bits of it there was a 
we called it Gay Town. <laughs> gay Town. <laughs> little, little Gay Town. It had a couple of clubs uh, around there. But because it's a very student city mm. and there's like three unis and then a drama school, mm. the general people that go out in the centre of the city, it's a very open and accepting culture anyway. Mm. So I found that the majority of the time we'd go to the straight clubs and well, they weren't named straight clubs, but, yeah, yeah. They, were, but they were no different. If anything, some, they were the ones that were better and more gay than the gay clubs. Right. right. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Because they'd be full of theatre people. or And it was a very theatre city. Yeah. There were loads of theatre people. We're not living up to any cliches here, but... <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Digging a hole, okay. digging a hole. No, but it was just... It was a lot more accepting yeah, yeah, than yeah. I found with some of the straight clubs in London. Sure. Which... Um, yeah. Just from the, the experiences that I've had. It's not, I haven't had horrendous experiences, but I find it's a very... Have you ever been to Stringfellows? No. You should do, you should do if you want to experience. <laughs> for an experience. For an experience. Stringfellows. Uh, I went on a hen night yeah. to Stringfellows. And it was fascinating. It wasn't... I'm, I'm not patronising to heterosexual people here, but actually going to Stringfellows on a night when there were just mainly hens, myself male strippers and a few rich men who were there to pick up women on rich women on a rich hen night um, that's kind of been my experience of London straight yeah and doing fingers straight <laughs> clubbing um, but it wasn't unpleasant but I know what you mean there can yeah. be I suppose for want of better description meat markets where it's just everyone that's, yeah, that's what I wanted to, to say snog everyone else yeah. and that's all good and that's yeah. all fine and that does also happen in gay clubs and that definitely happens <laughs> in gay clubs we've seen that we all know that but you but, also get an element of carefreeness I find in yeah. gay clubs in London than in straight clubs I find it's all very more reserved people don't just dance to have a laugh they mm-hmm. dance to look good mm-hmm. kind of thing I'm, I'm majorly generalising no no no, 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 no. but um, from just what from what I've experienced yeah. whereas I found Liverpool didn't have that like yeah. it was all the clubs were very carefree and mm-hmm. people danced to make a twat of themselves mm-hmm. kind of thing um, I think London also interestingly London if you go to the right places there are places probably that you're talking about mm. in Liverpool and there were going back to my earlier days when I was clubbing a lot more than I do now <laughs> because of bad knees um, <laughs> is that there were places uh, there was a club in King's Cross I think mm. called The Cross and again it was very it was a real mix of people and there were drag queens but it wasn't listed as a gay club um, and it was just people who were there to have a good time and mm. and it was very actually was a very safe zone yeah um, and anything goes anything went because <laughs> it's now gone I think <laughs> I think it went for the cross rail anyway something oh no Eurostar tangent <laughs> anyway all I'm saying is that I, I, I want to add in here because I know I've talked a lot about my experiences in mm. gay clubs yeah, and also yeah. I've had some really good ones in, in listed straight clubs and that yeah but it's not all bad but I know there are the clubs where you go with a group of friends for something like a hen night and it can tend to be created for that environment yeah. and so it can be quite aggressive yeah um, in, in, in the snogging but again like you say gay clubs that yeah. can be quite aggressive oh yeah 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 no definitely this is majorly generalised yeah, no, 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 it's no, just anyway. from the experiences yeah, no, from, and, that and, I've had and what I found the difference of London nightlife and Liverpool nightlife yeah. I prefer London nightlife uh, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool nightlife sorry yeah way more than yeah. London 
we'll, we'll, completely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> well, actually, no. Let's talk about that now. So, as far as going out in London, mm. um, do you go out a lot to uh, Old Compton Street or Vauxhall or kind of any well, uh, or, or maybe Shoreditch, Dalston mm. places that are? Do you find that you go and do that a lot? Or? Uh, it's mostly mostly Soho around Soho area. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of stick to because there's so much variety there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole strip is just full of different clubs and each of them or bars and they provide different fit like kind of what night you want kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go out as much now as I used to just simply down to money because I'm getting old Uh, no just money and um, yeah my friends are all kind of all over the place now yeah so um, just different groups go out at different times kind of thing yeah Um, but yeah no it's mostly out in Soho when I got, I got my brother now, quite of course, a bit. Yeah. he's um and because he's young and new to it all, he's in he's in love with heaven. <laughs> he... Oh, so, so so heaven G A Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which uh, listeners will remember <laughs> to people from other countries. Just to say, just to reiterate that heaven used to be heaven, and now G A Y is at heaven, and it used to be another place entirely, and they had a very different target audience most of the time. Yeah, but now the two are the same thing. Anyway, yes, yeah. so you and your brother go to yeah. heaven. Have yeah. you seen anyone interesting there recently? Oh, uh, well, we were there on New Year's, so oh, we right. saw so we saw steps. Oh, we goodness. did see steps. Now I'm going to be honest; I was quite drunk by that point. Yeah, didn't really know what was going on. I was like, I'm a bit bored and <laughs> wandered off. Yeah. But, sorry, steps. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. Um, my fault entirely. I'm sure they were amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no. So steps were there. Yeah. I think I've seen Kylie there. Well, of course, of course. She lives there. Yeah. She's got a room out the back. Her and Jeremy Joseph sat down, <laughs> watch Corrie, and then she does a gig every so often. Because <laughs> she only watches Corrie. Anyway, we'll come back to Kylie, I'm sure. Okay, so you do a bit of... So yeah, well. yeah. I, like I said, not as much as I used to. And yeah. depends on the group I'm with sure. kind of thing. Because different groups have different places, and it depends on how big the group is, who you're with. Yeah. So, well, it's my sister's birthday on... Um, well, it was yesterday, but we're going out for 18th on Saturday. She's kind of left me in charge. So I'm kind of like, right, well, we'll go down Soho and I'll let you pick what, which ones you think you will like by... Oh, okay. What? Because And then I will know, okay, we can't because of the group we've got. Or, okay, yeah, let's give it a go kind of thing. So your sister with her two gay brothers in Soho. Yeah, and, and our big straight brother. <laughs> and your big straight brother. And the big straight brother, who's never been out gay clubbing. He'll be the one who will get all the attention. Oh, I can't wait. He's sitting shyly in a corner. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I can't wait. That's I'm brilliant. so excited. Uh, I think you need to record that and put it on Facebook. <laughs> Definitely. And let's see it. Definitely. Um, fantastic. Okay, yeah. so... And fun- I just said, and fantastic. <laughs> who do I think I am? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, yes, the question... Do you have, generally in life, have you had any heroes, people you've looked up to and admired, gay or, or otherwise? Well, actually, no, let's just, first of all, let's just touch on, let's touch on the gay people. Has there been anyone that you've, uh, in the public eye, or even somebody who was a peer of yours that you kind of admired, someone that you kind of went, ah, that's how I live my life. Mm. That's something to follow. Because as I've said before, I had... Uh, I had lots of pop stars, Boy George, Mark Almond, Morrissey, etc. Did you have any of that in your life? Yeah, it's it's difficult because I don't really think I had anyone that was famous. Yeah. And 
I was quite ignorant to a lot of it. I, d- I didn't watch much telly that wasn't cartoons. And like, right. grow- and, and when I grow up as well, because we used to just play a lot of the PlayStation and stuff like that. So we didn't uh-huh. really use the telly or listen to radio or anything like that. Mm. So I was a bit unaware of a lot of it. I had, um, when I was younger, when I was like 10, mm. there was a guy who, um, he was at the drama club that I was at. And it was, um, there were adults in it as well and kids. Yeah. Um, and he was this openly gay guy. He must I must have only been about 20 mm-hmm. um, when I was 10. Um, and I was obsessed with him. <laughs> I was obsessed. I think because he was just so open with himself and was so comfortable around everyone. Everyone loved him and he was funny. And I used to just follow him around. I, I, I don't know if he ever noticed me there. Like saw this little kid just following Hi, around. But, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, literally. But no, I was obs- I was obsessed with him, and uh, when we used to um, like with my friends at school, we play like oh we're gonna play some like be a, be a character yeah, that you want to yeah. be. I would always be him, and they'd be like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. I know who he is. It's fine. I'll, I'll be him as long as I know." Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was him. Um, but that was kind of a little bit more of you know when the, the younger kid has an obsession with an adult kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think as I got older, to, like towards the end of my school, my drama teacher at the time was I very much an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because he was my drama teacher throughout school, I initially I was like, do I fancy him? Is right. that what it is? And right. then I was like, no, I don't. I don't fancy him. It's not that at all. It's just he... I, I admired him. Mm-hmm. I admired the way he taught. And he gave me the time of the day, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. quite nice because it was something that I was interested in. And he did pick up on that. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got into theatre as much as I did because I did my first musical with him. Oh, okay. Um, and he gave me names for drama schools and stuff. Whereas my school was very... It wasn't against drama, but it was very educational. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it was very... They wanted you to go to uni kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. I nearly did go to uni instead of drama school. But um, yeah, it was him that gave me drama schools to right. look at and stuff like that. So if Which it is, wasn't for him... I well, do, uh, do you want to shout out to the man? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Mr. Ian Tutin. <laughs> there we go. Are you friends on Facebook? We are. We oh, are. Yeah, hopefully, so hopefully he'll, he'll, hopefully he'll listen to it. Well done, Ian. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, oh, cool, that's good. Um, so that also leads me to next question. <clears throat> Bit of a cough here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, obviously, this podcast is part of it. Part of the reason I'm doing it is to talk about my experiences and kind of... I've been through a lot of generations of... Generations of gay. <laughs> um, but kind of been in and out of things and was quite political. As I was talking about my last podcast when I was uh, kind of in the early 90s... Um, and uh, that I kind of was involved and I really felt part that being part of the scene was important to me and I learned a lot about my about the history our history mm. um, partly because I'm I'm always intrigued to know about people's lives but also because I was kind of almost not instructed by but a lot of my peers and people who were older than me would say, well, you need to read this book about the Stonewall riots. You need to... And so I kind of had that, people pushing me in in that kind of way. So do you have an interest or do you feel you want to learn more about your history? I mean, what what are your Mm. feelings on that? I think I could definitely learn more. I I think I feel a bit guilty sometimes because I don't know 
as much as I feel like I should as a gay man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I think because it was never, it's never taught in schools. I never, I never yeah. did learn about it. If anything, I did learn was probably through hearsay. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I probably didn't learn much until I went to drama school. Yeah. And when I was then being taught by gay teachers and would learn about gay in theatre and stuff I was like say, that. Was it, did you, so do you think that actually being in theatre and being at drama school taught you a lot because of studying playwrights and, 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 yeah. and, that's, and yeah. subjects? And um, Was there anything that you can remember from drama school, kind of plays or playwrights that you remember kind of going, oh, okay, something that became... Because I was talking last week about Joe Orton mm. um, and uh, for me also Harvey Furstein and Torch Song Trilogy and going through a lot of that was uh, drama school and lost theatre and, exp- and and that was really important to me finding out who I am as a gay man so theatre helped me in that way so mm. it sounds like maybe you had some yeah similar I think I think I did I think it was more once we started working on plays or getting a script and seeing that there was gay subject matter in them mm. that wasn't just what I had watched glorified on telly do you know what I mean it was like good gritty stuff that had a story to it and the characters were believable and I was like oh there are there are gay playwrights out there mm. like I think I always knew but I never looked them up kind of thing mm-hmm. and I think that's what I mean by I feel I'm, I've been a little bit ignorant to it is I've never really right. gone out of my way to look up my history mm-hmm. essentially do you know what I mean so but I suppose the thing is and this is something quite interesting and I wonder I mean this is a yes or no answer really is but do you think partly because being in a comfortable home scenario where you've got another, well, I know of your brother was mm, only recent, mm. but still just being in a family that were really accepting and that it was just absolutely part and parcel of who you were from quite young, that you, that it was just life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think Maybe. you're right. I think because I never did have any issues with it, or I've Struggle. never, I've never witnessed any, any problems with it or anything yeah. with all the people that I've surrounded myself with or been. That kind of thing, which I think is I, wonderful. That you yeah, yeah, oh, no, it's, and it's it's it is. I'm ve- again, I'm very lucky. I'm mm. com- very lucky when there are people out there that have been f- well, from other countries and stuff. Well, yeah. it's not as, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I've just never really felt the need. Yeah, because I've been so lucky. Do you know what I mean? Which is, I'm saying it, and I'm like, wow, that sounds terrible. Because no, it's I not think, but, but I think you should know about. No, I mean, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this is Mm. is to hopefully, is to relate to people of my own age, but Mm. also is to hopefully uh, affect and infect, into infect, (laughs) to affect, I don't want to infect anyone, goodness me, I had a bit of a sore throat, Um, to affect and inspire, to some degree, uh, people of, well, maybe older and younger, but people especially... Just to go, okay, well, that was happening. Mm. Um, and hopefully some of the things I've talked about uh, will make people rethink. Yeah. And I've talked about things beyond my experience before I was born. Mm. Um, and I keep referring back to Stonewall, but I mean, that was the year before I was born. Um, and yeah, so, so you, but, but you do think that this kind of thing is now something... Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I think, I know going to mention it again but RuPaul yes no, <laughs> no and I because I, I do mean this since because initially when because I'd heard about this whole RuPaul thing and I was like oh I don't, th- I don't think it's my cup of tea I don't think it just mm. sounds like it's be one of them really terrible reality TV show kind of things mm. um, and then my brother <laughs> yes got me into it 
Um, and I actually watched it, and I think since watching that, it's opened my eyes up to it a lot more and made me think, mm. actually, there is more out there than I know and there's more out there that I want to learn about. Yeah. Because you see, they, they talk about how much they fought for it and when you see some of the heartbreak that some of them have gone through, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, it, it, it that is a programme like that that has made me aware of... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the fascinating thing about it... And if you kind of dissect it, some people... It is entertainment. It's, it's good mm. entertainment. Mm. But actually, because it's a cross-section of America, and we have one from London this year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, we yes, do. Yes. yes. <laughs> of course you know that. Um, uh, is, that um, is it that because it is a cross-section from all over the place, yeah. that different scenes, different drag scenes around the US have different uh, mentality and different way, uh, different approaches... And the different styles of drag, uh, and and uh, you know that that all coming together, the, the, all the worlds colliding, and sometimes you do drama comes from that, and that's why we watch it. That's mm. the reality side of it, but actually the history side, I think, and the fact that people we were talking before we started yeah, recording yeah. about the um, about the use of of, of slang, uh, of drag slang mm. that actually or RuPaul drag slang that comes from the ball scene in New York and that world and voguing and the Vogue scene. Um, and the, if that's making people then Google a little bit more, where does this come from? Mm. And not just using the words because they're fun to use and they sound great and you can be sassy. <laughs> but actually the sassiness comes from a place of defiance. Yeah. And I think that's where the RuPaul stuff is really interesting. Yeah. So... No, completely. completely. <laughs> so I just want to, and a bit of a rant there, but it's just what I think. No, I, yeah, I no, think completely. that's kind of that's really important. So now I have a question, which we I did say to Kieran beforehand I was going to ask, and we said, but anyway, I'm just going to go for it. Your best gay moment, <laughs> and there are lots of t- styles of answers we could give here. But I must remember my mum's listening. But your mum's listening. So no. yeah, no. So when I say that, we yeah, were saying yeah. that it's. A moment of, like for me, we talked about my Madonna moment and I've had a Kylie moment, which I'm not going to talk about now because it's not my turn, but a moment where you kind of, and it doesn't have to be Madonna or Kylie or RuPaul, (laughs) but is there been a place or a moment of excitement where you went, this is all, everything's working or someone you've admired has been in the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Game moment. I I think for me, it's, I've never, I don't think I've ever had like, like a, a star or anyone like that because yeah. the only person I'd probably freak out in front of would be Lady Gaga yeah, because I think uh, she's brilliant you saw the Super Bowl yes yes yes. we'll talk about that later <laughs> after this <laughs> yeah um, but no I think my, my biggest my gayest moment yes. has probably got to have been when I was younger and all I wanted for Christmas was this uh Barbie, well, Barbie head. It was like this head that you could style the hair, and I had a bit of a fascination with girls' hair, and just girls I just want world. It, I think it was called maybe. It might have been. Girls that world does ring a bell. Um, but I, I really wanted it. However, I didn't want to ask my mum because it's it was a girls' toy. Yeah. So I used to just leave the uh, Argos book <laughs> open on that page at different places around the house she did get the hint and then I got it for Christmas and was stupidly excited but it was still that moment of but I'm opening a girl's present so I was Uh like thanks mum but inside I was like and she could see how excited I was but that's that's probably it just because I was so obsessed with getting this 
<laughs> Which I, it's not really a good one though. I feel like I've got no, a better one I, somewhere. I think, but... I think that I'm 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 super impressed. Do you still do you do you by any chance still have it in a cupboard? Um, somewhere? I I don't. I think it got chucked away. Oh. However, my sister's uh, doing hairdressing at college, so she's starting to get professional ones. <laughs> so it's not over yet. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I obviously I haven't sat down and gone through her hair. So, but I mean, I've but looked at it and been like, oh, that brings back memories. <laughs> yeah, a real wow. A real one, yeah. Oh, God, you should get yourself. One. <laughs> And then bring it over and we can do some flats. <laughs> um, amazing, amazing. Um, so, okay, yes. Some set questions and we are... Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we get through them. Yeah. Um, where do you see yourself... Oh, God, it's so <laughs> obvious. But where do you see yourself in maybe five years' time? Five years' time. It's... You, can, you can... I mean, this can be fantasy or actually yeah, yeah, the reality yeah. of where you'd actually like yeah. to be in your career. I, str- I always struggle questions like this because... It's not an easy question. Yeah, I try very much as a whole, right, live for right now kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. However, if I look at it and I think, okay, right, are we 30? Um, (laughs) 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 I won't say. I won't say. (laughs) Um, But no, um, I don't know. I think first first things first, I'd like to have moved out by then. (laughs) Right, yes. Yeah, that's probably quite high on the list. Yes. Because I'm now 25 and I'm like, oh. Okay. Man, you've been away and come back again. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm not home all the time. Yeah. It's very expensive to move out in London. In London, yeah. However, 30, probably. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, somewhere yes, else to live. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd like to have... Ideally, I'd like to have had a big acting job. Mm. But then I'm saying that and it's coming out of my mouth and I'm like, but what's a big acting job? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it depends on how I view you mean like a big successful acting job because tour, a big number well, yeah, one tour, yeah, or West End yeah. Or... I'd love, I'd love to do West End, but mm-hmm. wouldn't we all kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to just, I think realistically, I'd like to just be happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want to get to ten years from now and be like, oh my god, I'm stuck here doing this, doing that, <clears> because that's always been my view: is don't do something unless you enjoy it. Absolutely. Like, if you don't like your job, quit it and find another one. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's not an easy life that we choose to, we've chosen, that, you know, yeah. we could be doing other things that, if we were just about earning money, yeah. we wouldn't be doing this, we wouldn't be living this life. We wouldn't be sat here having this conversation. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit no, 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 broad. No, 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 that's, that's really, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good answer. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, there are a few things. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've known you through uh, Panto, mm. and then last night, I was just looking at your CV again, to go, oh, so what, because, I mean, we talked oh about, God. I remember you talked about, <laughs> no, this is good stuff, there you, you talked about um, be doing choreography yep. for Shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how was that, because that was kind of being in the other side of things. Yeah, no, it was... Controlling. Yeah, it was, it was really nice, because it was all um, the director and all the cast were all people in my class at mm-hmm. the um, and it was just really nice to work on the other side. I, I should explain. Shout is a mod. It, yeah, it's a mod musical. Yeah, some um, kind of sixties. Like oh, it's got Lulu. It's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The preacher man, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, which is great to choreograph for yeah. because it's fun uh, because it's just so cheesy. Yeah. Um, but what I loved about it is it was because I wouldn't ever call myself a full-on choreographer, mm-hmm. but I like to. Th- I, I would say that I can choreograph for actors yeah, 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 that yeah. wouldn't necessarily call themselves dancers kind of thing. So that was the point of it. Hello, me. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but yeah, and it was it was so much fun. It was so good, and I got so much out of it because it was it got me creative. I was mm. creative with it. I did so much work on it, mm. and then seeing it come to life and watching it every night, I cried because yeah. it was just it was just so nice to see it all come together. Yeah. Um, from the other side and I learned so much from the other side I was going to say did you feel you learned from oh 100% 100%, 100%. then you go back a bit before yeah again. and I think that's why I still do it now that's why with because I teach uh, kids yes yeah yes. at the moment um, and I love it because essentially I sit okay I'm teaching them I'm directing them mm. and I pick a plate and we put it on mm-hmm. and it's nice because it keeps me creative from the other side and I think that's something I did pick up from doing Shout I don't think yeah. if I hadn't done that I'd be a bit like oh I don't want to do the other side I don't want to be on stage yeah no no but I think it's important to have a, it's yeah, a good, definitely. to have the perspective. Definitely. And especially with it being dance as well, which isn't mm-hmm. my forte kind of thing. It's not, your it's not I'd say acting is the yeah. 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 Um so but it was nice. It was yeah, it was it was really good. It was such good fun. Mm. Such good fun. Yeah. Um excellent. <laughs> and then uh, so well, yes, yeah, so, no, yeah, now this was the one that I don't think I'd we've ever discussed before, but I did see Voiceovers for Doctor Who and Torchwood. What oh was God, that? this was years ago. What you do? This yeah. was years ago. It was um, when I was doing all my dancing and acting mm. at my old uh, school. Mm. Um, one of the one of my dance teachers, her mum was an agent, mm. and uh, did that. She they used to get a lot of the kids for uh, Doctor Who and Torchwood and stuff like mm. that. Um, and she just asked me one day if I wanted to do it, and I was like, "Yes, of course." But I was like the oldest one there by quite far, right? And which was nice because he then got me to do some like little bits on my own because he was like, "Oh, you're the older one, blah blah." blah. Yeah. But then it was like me and all these little kids. So um, like, oh, what what were you playing? What? Um, it was li- some of the episodes where they had like groups of kids in a playground or something like that, and we just there was like six of us just had to make noise with each other. Okay. Um, okay. Or th- I remember my 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 role. My one yes, yes, bit yes. on my own was I had to be uh, a kid. I can't even remember what episode it was, but it was when all the kids get turned into aliens or something right. in Torchwood. Okay. Um, and this kid was running along the forest and then he trips over a log. And all I had to, he was like, well, I just want you to breathe like you're running and then fall over. Oh, so yeah. I literally was like, <laughs> okay, uh, let's try that again. Th- yeah, literally, literally. Uh, um, but yeah, it was it was years ago, but it was, it was nice because it was the first time I did any... Voice no, it's great stuff. to be yeah. kind of at that age, just yeah. be dropped in it and going, okay, so now yeah. this is what I'm about, and I've got to recreate a running. Yeah, it was type. so surreal, so surreal. Uh, interesting, because yeah. there will be lots of people listening to this who will be fans of Doctor Who, and will probably yeah, ask hopefully. for episodes. It was just all these kids um, just making a really high pitched noise at one point. <laughs> I never watched it, and I wish I had. You need to go back. And yeah, I need to go find it. Yeah, make <laughs> your voice real. Um, so yes, which leads me to uh, your dream role, <laughs> if you could be cool. in anything in any time in any place. Um, damn. Okay, I think the one that has always stuck out to me uh, since I was a kid mm-hmm. was uh, Mickey and Blood Brothers. Ah. The issue is, I don't know if I can do a Liverpudlian accent. To that degree, I know, there. I know, but it's it's not it's not very good. It's not very good. Um, I was going to ask. No, you I know no, you're no, going to no, ask. No, you no, no. No, no. no, that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, I was also going to ask you to sing, but that's not fair. <laughs> you're not winning up. No, um, yeah, um, but no, I think I've always liked that musical because I feel like it's a musical that's written for actors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very big and belty and yeah. kick your legs as high as you can. Um, and yeah. I I did do I did do some scenes from it in my old drama school uh, drama class thing um, and loved it and I just loved it and I felt like it was a character that I could connect with because 
I don't know. I just felt I, I just loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. But both the characters, both the twins in it, I love. I yeah. I love to get involved in that, but I, you know, we know and, and, <laughs> and we do in fact know someone. Oh yeah, we've just yes we do. Someone who's from that world. <laughs> Hello to Mr. Johnny Vick. Hello, Johnny. Um, <laughs> hopefully you are listening. We watch your flipping YouTube stuff, so you need to listen <laughs> to us on this here podcast. Anyway, um, and yeah, no, he had many happy years in that mm. show, and I know yeah. people who've been through it and have loved yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant show. Yeah, it's a brilliant. Okay, show. Well, that's a good. Yeah. Well, just get working. That's what I said. If the top of that, top, off of, top of my head, there's. I'd love to do so many, but that I think that's always been the one that stuck out for me. Okay. Um, and as I said, I did. I put I, no to to do compliment him because I <laughs> I do remember that because we, I, because I, in in the show when you're in a show together you kind of just get on and do the job. But I just remember thinking there was one voice I could always hear. <laughs> Oh God! That's not necessarily the a good thing. Strong and wrong. Strong and wrong. No, it was. It, I was waiting to come in at the back of the auditorium to run in and do some showing my boobs at the audience <laughs> moment, and I could hear through the door in the bar at the back of the, of the oh stalls. I could God. hear your voice. Strong and right. <laughs> it was there anyway. So. Oh, it was, um, and I'd like to see you play. I put down here. I want to see you playing some gritty stuff. I think Ooh. what I meant. I was. I was writing, yeah. writing these notes late last night. Um, I'd like to see you playing a really nasty, dark. Oh, I'd love role. to. Because I think you. I would. Be quite, oh no! I I love getting my teeth in something like that. Yeah, something horrible and really. Yeah. yeah someone really dark. Because yeah. I've seen you being perky, happy hero in Panto, yeah. but I think I know there's there's a dark side to the man, <laughs> which is marvelous. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later. Um, so, for final few questions. Um, so, yes, this one here. So, do you think there is a need for a gay scene as such? Do you think there's a need a place for a place of community? Because I was talking about in a previous mm. podcast where I were I used to go to a place called the Lesbian and Gay Centre. There used to be a place. Yeah. That wasn't a bar. That was a place you could go in. You could play pool you could there was a, like a library section I think and you could sit and read books you that had relevance to your history uh, you could I think there was like even a TV room and they'd have showings of films Derek Jarman films and stuff and, and, and there was a bar there as well and I did end up gravitating as is my want to the bar but um, so that was important to me and then I think I talked and I was telling Kieran about before my experience going to the two brewers and knocking on the door the man opening the hatch, me walking in, and then just being this wonderful, colourful selection of people, and it really inspiring me. Mm. That's my experience. But as somebody who's twenty five, yeah. Then what, what do you feel that same need for that, or I mean, what's your take on it? Well, it's, it's what we were saying before is that it's, it's interesting you saying your side as well because mm. I I never really looked at it like that, and I think because right. I. I've, I've been very lucky and I haven't had to experience any of the, the, the horrible side mm. that for me, I've kind of just, when I've got, gone out clubbing, the things that stick out to me are the, the difficult sides where I have to be careful about who I'm bringing with me because will they get in kind of thing. And I understand, mm-hmm. I understand the whole having a separate place where we can feel comfortable because there is still homophobia out there mm. and everything. 
And I completely understand that. And yeah, okay, you don't necessarily want a big hen night of girls yeah. turning up. But I know I've had a lot of times where I've gone out with a couple of female friends and they just haven't got in because they're girls. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's that's where I, I really struggle because I'm like... One part of me is like, I understand because you don't. it's meant to be a gay club for gay people for, to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. However, if you flipped that round and a gay man tried to get into a straight club and they were like, sorry, you can't because... Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's wrong. So it's, it's yeah. difficult because I don't know what the right answer is. But it's that's that's the issue. Yeah, there's I, no right answer. Yeah, because then when it, when I am, have travelled all the way down to London with... Like, I've got to do it with my sister's birthday on Friday, on mm. Saturday. Like, she's got an 18th badge. I've said, give that to my brother to go in with because if they see a girl turn up all dressed up with an 18 year old mm-hmm. badge they're going to be less likely to let you in than they will I'm yeah. again I'm major generalising and this is just some of the experience I've had but no I think I mean I I, and I kind of think we were saying before I think mm. I kind of understand why people do it yeah yeah, and yeah no want, definitely again it's kind of the thing of okay it's it's a safer space mm. um, and that you don't want it you know impeded by a thousand hens mm. though they could be great fun but yeah, but at the same time, you do want to be able to take your sister into a yeah, bar exactly, exactly. On her birthday and feel and because I do have a lot of female friends, yeah, probably more than I do male friends, right? Yeah. So, or or even when I've got straight friends who mm-hmm. want to go out gay mm-hmm. clubbing, and we then have to have the conversation of okay, well, try not to dress too like this or too like yeah. that, and it's like I, that's where it then winds me up, and sometimes I then do think well. Has the scene now, but does the scene divide us too much? Yeah. Okay. Do you know, that's sometimes what's crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But then completely, I like I said, hearing your side, it does make me very aware of, no, we do still need it. Yeah. Because I think there should be a place where people can feel completely 100% comfortable. Mm. Because I don't necessarily in the street. And I don't mean that as in I'm worried that I'm going to get beaten up, but I've... It's difficult because I've never been a big fan of public display of affection yeah, myself that's anyway. Just a human thing, not a but sexuality thing. Yeah, yeah I am conscious about it and yeah. holding hands and stuff like that. As much as I still would, I'd still be conscious about it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're not there yet kind of thing. Yeah. So I think, yes, we do need yeah. the scene. Okay. As long as the scene doesn't become too... <sighs> if it's not kind of... If the judgment yeah. on the yeah, outside world coming in... It has to work both ways. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. has to work within itself because I've experienced, I can find sometimes that the scene has not been too kind to me because I don't fit into any of their... Yeah. Which is why I kind yeah. of, I mean, and I'm, I'm harking back and saying things I miss, but from my early years, my early years um, as a young gay man, being out on the scene and being a lot more, people were... There were there was a lot more mixing and matching mm. in bars and clubs, yeah. and I kind of miss that. And I feel it's I wish there were opportunities and places for people of your age and younger, mm. and people of my age still to go yeah. and do it, yeah. where that happens. And I think there are places, but mm. they're, they're they're less, and a lot of those places are closed down. Sadly. Yeah, um, I find it's all very image based now, because yeah. this general nowadays it is, but. And I'm very much not like that. Like, yeah, I yeah. can happily go out looking like a bit of a mess and not particularly care as long as Ish. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Whereas I think now, if you don't look a certain way, people can want to avoid you. Or they're like, oh, so does that mean you're a bear? Or are you an otter? Or are you a twink? Or are you this and that, whatever? And it's like, yeah, no, just me. <laughs> just me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, 
there is, I suppose, I mean, it's not my personal taste, but I suppose there's something for being able to be around a group of people who are just like you, so you can mm. all do the old thing, whatever it is together. <laughs> looking the same. Just looking the same, even. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, if there's a little bit more mixing and matching, I probably need to be a bit more... I need to search a little bit further than yeah. things I'm used to, and I think maybe that's... We're all guilty of not exploring. Exactly, completely, um, completely. Have you ever been to Ducky? No. Okay, so here's a recommendation for you and friends <laughs> another time. And maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll get a group of us together. Oh, we should. We should. And go and do this. Ducky is, just for anyone who doesn't know, who's not a Londoner or not from the UK, is a club at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, which has lots of history and has recently been saved, I think, mm, by mm. English heritage or something like that. Anyway, um, it's uh, anyway, it still remains. Um, it was like the first big pub in Vauxhall when Vauxhall wasn't a thing. There was just the tavern. And anyway, Ducky's been going for many years. It's run by a lady called Amy LeMay, who is now a reality television star. But uh, <laughs> she started it for people who wanted to dance to Morrissey and Kate Bush on a Saturday night, as well as Kylie yeah. and the Sugar Babes. Why did I put the Sugar Babes in? <laughs> There's a reason. I don't know. They're in my head. Uh, I like them. Hello. Good. I'm a fan of the Sugar Babes. They don't exist anymore. The original lineup. I'm talking about the original lineup. Anyway, tangent, tangent, tangent. There is a place. So as I said, there's a place, and every kind of. Well, the last time I was there, every size, colour, and shape were welcome mm. and I think it's a place to experience it's quite packed because it's very popular but we should definitely go that that's something yeah go and do it it's a Saturday night at the <laughs> and we'll see you there <laughs> um, okay yeah so we should wind up um, so uh, do you have any yes I've actually got do you have any questions for me from all the stuff you've heard <laughs> and working with me and this sounds really talk about me but I'm just intrigued to see if there's anything that's come up in all the stuff I've talked about mm. if you've listened to this podcast anything that's come up that you that has become of interest to you um, from an age perspective or however no, I, the question I've got for you is, is quite broad actually and it's, I'm putting you on the spot go for it um, it's, what advice would you give to the younger gay community with the I know, I know that's quite a that's quite a why? Yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, just with with the way that the world is now and mm. the way that how scary the world can be at the moment and just how things are different now yeah. than they were when you were younger, what advice would you give to as someone who is more experienced? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose the main thing, the main thought would be that because the world is a scary place mm. at the moment, and I've been I've been saying on the podcast, I've been trying to avoid talking too much about politics, but you know, things in all around the world, but in our own in you know here in the UK, um, there have been moments. I just have to mention a moment that I was talking to my students about today as well. Um, were the day after Brexit, I heard through the grapevine that some skinheads had marched through Drury Lane. Um, and were chanting about getting one race of uh, <laughs> uh, people out from London and that the gays were next. And this chant apparently happened and they marched down Drury Lane, which is, again, a place that you think, mm. Drury Lane, West End, theatres, cats. It's all, <laughs> you know, that's the same space. But so that kind of shook me a little bit. 
Yeah. And it did make me think about, and this is part and parcel of why I'm doing this podcast. It did make me think. So I suppose the thing I'm saying is that it did make me realise that we do need to just, I think, just keep an eye on each other. Don't, mm. don't just accept that. I'm glad there are nice places, and I'm glad people have mixed more. And I think the world has opened up uh, the last ten years, but I think it's slightly closing in a bit. Yeah. And I think it's just my advice would be just keep your wits about you. Actually, do go and spend some time looking at your history thinking about there's been a lot that people have gone through and I don't want to start comparing mm. you us to to other countries that have been through. I'm not going to compare us to Nazi Germany but what yeah. I'm saying is there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's happened around the world over the years that you just need to go back and, and check your history and not just saying about the good moments like Stonewall riots where things happened and were po- oh, there was a positive outcome mm. but perhaps just go back and see what has happened when the world has closed in on our community yeah um, and how people survived through that not saying we need to prepare ourselves for gay apocalypse yeah but there's to watch how other people survived is useful just in life I mean I had friends who uh, who were very ill uh, in the uh, late 80s and early 90s uh, with HIV and AIDS um, I think people need to kind of go back and just there's there's an Instagram account at the moment I've been looking at and it's I can't think without looking but it's um, it's kind of a memorial to people not just famous people but just a lot of people anyone can post pictures of their family members lovers children um, and that's kind of for me going back and remembering that and how many people suffered and that was partly because it's getting quite political now before we round up but just partly because the Reagan Reagan, Ronald Reagan administration weren't willing to accept initially accept that it was an epidemic that was uh, yeah and weren't really bothered that it was affecting our community and so it was left to a point that it became it it, it progressed to the the levels it did thank God now people you know are, are living and surviving and but I think it's just worth remembering that stuff. And it's not, I want you to be miserable. I want you to... No, but yeah, it's yeah. just, just go back and see how people have survived. I think it's, mm. actually, there's a positive thing in it. Mm. That people have survived. And again, I'm not saying we need to learn how to survive because there's something no. terrible about no, it to no. happen. But I think it's just useful to have that in, 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 your, in your canon of, of, of thoughts and how you got to where you are now yeah. and how things and let's hope things touch wood remain safe yeah. um, for a while and if they don't then the only the only positive thing I can think and I've seen a little bit happening is the gay community there is it feels like there is a sense of community starting to build a little bit more mm. and if anything good comes out of the current situation in the world if that happens yeah. that's not a bad thing um, and I'd say finally god I'm just waffling no no but it's it's good though I've, it's relevant and I think it's, yeah. it's a good answer yes, <laughs> no, that's a long answer <laughs> no but, but, but the final point is I think because we sat outside parliament uh, to, you know uh, when the age of consent was to, to make the age of consent lowered hmm. from 21 to 18 at that point 
Um, and that, you know, you would have only been four years legal yeah. now, which is crazy to think. I mean, yeah. You, know, you were 13 and you knew. Um, that I'm not saying we want thanks for that, but just to know that that happened and that also, if needs be, young people might need to go out and sit outside Parliament if things do revert back in any way, mm. that to be prepared to to fight a bit. Yeah. Not Hopefully we don't have to fight too much, but to be prepared to be political and to not just think that everything's going to be hunky-dory all the time. Yeah. Because life isn't like that anyway for any no. of us, gay, straight or otherwise. No. So, And I think you're right, because I think you can forget that when you don't experience it firsthand. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and you don't and you shouldn't and I, I don't want anyone to suffer um, through mm. anything but um, but yeah it's just I think it's just go back and and check your history yeah and, and have a think yeah is more than anything and it's, it's useful whatever race creed sexuality you are mm. history's important you know that led you to having a hopefully free free and easy life there that's mm-hmm. really a point to run when it's free and easy <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gone from heavy politics to free and easy. Now, okay, so finally, um, is there a place where people can, well, anything you want to promote? Because you might have a yes, show well, in, I am, in the making. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, we're at the early days at the moment, but I'll, um, I'm doing a show in Walthamstow, where I live, um, uh, with a company called Beartooza. Uh, Beartooza. Beartooza. Yeah, um, but it's a play that one of my friends has written, um, and it's uh, kind of like a, a dark comedy. Yeah, like it's got quite some slapstick comedy in it, um, but it's got a dark twist. So you're going to do the dark comedy? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. If you come see the gritty stuff, it's, there we go. It's there. Um, yeah, but we've uh, had a first read through the other day. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to be doing some of the venues around Walthamstow. Okay. Um, where so, whenish? Do you know? Any uh, I think starting rehearsals in March, so hopefully. So kind of late yeah, summer, yeah, uh, early spring, uh, early spring, uh, late spring, early summer. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just difficult because, I'd, like I said before, I don't know a time to date yet because sure. we're planning on doing it a number of different venues. Um, but it will be all over my Facebook and my Twitter, which I will get. Okay, on top of. so gonna... first of all, while I'm finding you on Twitter because you can't remember, what was <laughs> your what's how, so what's what? How do people find Facebook. you on Facebook? Uh, well, yeah, Facebook is just my name, Kieran Parrot. As, so as in the bird, yes. As in the bird. <laughs> uh, with two T's at the end. Two T's. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's usually the best place to kind of catch me. That's where okay. I promote all my stuff. And then on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, I'm pretty oh, sure go it's on, try it, Kieran Parrot 91. Uh, that might be right. Sorry, world. We're going to search <laughs> it now. And I'm a really slow typer. Kieran. <laughs> uh, oh, it should come. Oh, there we are. Yes, it's at Kieran Parrot 91. Ah. See, I'm on it. I'm um, on it. And um, so, yeah, yeah, I am on Twitter. I've just and you will be from. from I, here I will on be. In. I just haven't ever got full grips of it, and I just need to dive in and post my first tweet. <laughs> post your tweet. Sell your show. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. Once I've got. So, yeah, yeah. Once that's. And finally, okay. anyone you want to say thank you and hello to? Before well, we I'm going to have to say thank you and hello to my mum, my dad, oh. and my nan because they are my biggest oh, fans. Man. And they're there every time. And I wouldn't be here without them. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Physically. Yeah. And so science says. Yeah. And as a performer and everything that I stand for is myself, most of it comes down to them. 
So wonderful. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Kieran, thank you very much. No, no I'm just thank coming you. in to close fun. down. Um, and uh, well, thank you for joining us. And we're going to go and have a drink now to celebrate <laughs> yes, this. And uh, we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.